So it was December 17th. December 17th that we first saw the America's Cup AC75s racing in anger. That means it was three months to the day, December 17th to March 17th, from the first race on the Hauraki Golf to the race in which Emirates Team New Zealand tied up the old mug once again. I've been in the viaduct for almost every single race day <laughs> over those three months. So while the powers that be squabble over where to host the next competition, these are my goods and bads from the 36th America's Cup. Let's start with the bads so we can finish with the goods, right? Okay, so bads. It really hurt not having foreign tourists in Auckland for the competition. It obviously affected retailers and hospitality. Over the three months of racing, I had a lot of lunch breaks at this fantastic cafe called The Pantry, which is down at the uh, gleaming new Park Hyatt Hotel. I highly recommend the uh, Portuguese custard tarts. I think it's maybe the, the closest cafe to the Team New Zealand base. But until the last few days of the Cup, the cafe didn't come close to being full when I was there. And more than the economic side of things, no foreign visitors hurt the atmosphere of the America's Cup. Nothing against Kiwis. But we generally aren't the most excitable or passionate sports fans. And I couldn't help but wonder, in that last week, if getting a trans-Tasman bubble up just a little bit sooner so that a few Aussies could have come over and partied with us would have added another dimension to the event. Another bad, um, I think the sporting contest itself was a bit meh, you know. I know these are new boats and they're only going to improve and whether it was the port entry or the wind conditions or the, the relatively narrow passing lanes, a lot of the results from the Christmas Cup and the Challenger Series felt predetermined. My last bad is the number of competitors. COVID-19 obviously played a role. So too did the cost of entry. Hopefully one of the benefits of staying with AC75s for the next few America's Cups will be an increase in the number of teams that are able to compete in the future. As for the goods from the competition, I've got a few as well. Even on the days when the racing was average, the boats looked incredible. I'm still beguiled by the physics of it all. How does a 75-foot monohull pop up and fly on a foil at five times the speed of the wind. It's madness. Another positive, I think I think you have to be a real misery guts to not see that as a television event being broadcast online and around the world, the cup was spectacular. I know the vast majority of us aren't massive sailing fans and couldn't explain the difference between a 49er and a laser. I know most of the world doesn't care about the America's Cup. I know that contesting the America's Cup attracts the elite of the elite. But, but, seeing those TV pictures of foiling monohulls on the Hauraki Gulf in the shadow of Rangitoto, in the shadow of North Head and Bastion Point, interspersed with shots of Kiwi fans eating ice creams without masks, sitting in glorious sunshine was really special. It was. It was really special. And for brand NZ Inc., I think the TV product 
made for an awesome advertisement, even if it was only watched by (laughs) a few keen fans overseas. I think it can only have done our national reputation good. Finally, is it so bad to have something to celebrate? I know a lot of people love to bag on the America's Cup, but one look at the TV1 ratings this week will tell you actually it probably brought a whole lot of Kiwis joy at a time when things have been a bit crap. Okay, it's just sport. Okay, it's an off-Broadway sport, and very few people will likely care about it in a few days or weeks' time. But when most of the world is virus-ridden and air travel is super difficult, come on, it was nice to see a few Kiwis fly.